As Web3 continues to develop and people try to link the real world to the artificial or meta world, NFTs will become more and more important. Welcome to IP Talk with Wolf Greenfield. John Strand is a shareholder in Wolf Greenfield's trademark and copyright practice. He focuses on the enforcement and defense of intellectual property rights and trademarks, trade dress, domain names, and patents. In addition to his contested matter work, John has extensive experience in counseling clients to help avoid disputes and develop their IP protection, especially in the area of Web 3.0 and blockchain technologies, which includes cryptocurrencies and NFTs, non-fungible tokens. NFTs enable a buyer to purchase ownership of a digital good in the form of a unique digital token living on a blockchain. All of this can be confusing, but John's here to help make sense of this new digital trend and offer suggestions on how owners can protect their IP rights. John, can you give a little background here at the beginning on NFTs with a bit of context for where they stand in relation to blockchain technologies? Blockchain technologies is the backbone for NFTs, and blockchain is basically the idea of having distributed nodes that allow for anonymous transfer of data and information and assets in this case. And so people have been trying to use blockchain in different ways for years now, including most prominent of being cryptocurrencies, and now most recently in the news, NFTs or non-fungible tokens. Non-fungible tokens, the reason why non-fungible is key in there is that that it is basically a one unique thing and it can't change. It exists at that time, it's not going to change and you can transfer it between different persons, but it is always going to be that one thing. It's, it's going to be unique and is not going to change as it's transferred. And what are some examples of NFTs that have been in the news that people might be familiar with? One of the more recent ones is Quentin Tarantino, famous director and screenplay writer of uh, famous movies such as Pulp Fiction. He went off and had um, some of his original screenplays written for Pulp Fiction that he still had his possession and used NFTs to tie him to those to try to sell the screenplays and send them off there. That's entered the news because he's now been sued by the production company who made Pulp Fiction for copyright infringement trying to sell these things. High fashion companies are trying to use NFTs to control their goods. Gucci is launched an NFT line to try to expand their marketplace and having a tangible item tied to an NFT and try to sell those that way. The most valuable ones, if people might see up there, are also the Bored Ape Yacht Club is a very prominent set of NFTs. And they basically, each NFT is tied to a different figure of a bored ape of different drawings with different facial hair, different hats, or different eyes. And then when you buy one of the bored apes, you also get certain things with it as a member of the yacht club, such as ability to go to certain events or just be part of that club that you can correspond and interact with other bored ape owners. What are some of the IP issues that come into play with NFTs? The biggest one that we've seen is copyright's a huge issue. So copyright affects almost everything on the internet because as what copyright's supposed to do is protect the copying of the formulation of ideas. And so think way back, you have a book, you photocopy the book, you have now infringed the copyright of the holder of the copyright of that book because you've copied that item. Well, computer code is infinitely easier to copy than a book, obviously. So uh, anytime the internet you have, being able to copy it, it codes transferred, you send a disk to somebody, you send an email, there's copies being created. NFTs have entered this field because people are taking 
existing artwork and trying to create an NFT or mint an NFT based on artwork that may not be theirs. So there are NFTs out there. You can go to one of the platforms such as OpenSea today, and I guarantee you there will be many images on there that are an NFT allegedly related to a photograph or a drawing, and the person selling or minting that NFT is not the original author of that photograph or drawing and probably doesn't have the copyright in it and the right to protect others from copying it. So that's a big area that's coming into it. Trademark is another area that's coming into it. There are a lot of people out there selling NFTs that make it seem like they're selling it from a existing sophisticated company, such as Burton, for instance. You may see a Burton snowboard NFT, and Burton may not be the one minting that snowboard NFT. You may have ones out there from a high fashion company. There's a big case out there, the Meta Birkin case, where a artist came out with what looks to be a version of the Birkin bag but it's a meta Birkin and is selling those NFTs and has gotten sued as a result because alleged confusion between the owners of the Birkin bag and him selling the meta Birkin. Examining possible IP infringement, let's say on a physical product is one thing. How difficult is it to contest and protect the IP of an NFT? The problem of going after those that may be infringing your rights through an NFT can be very difficult. And the reason why is the anonymity that exists on the blockchain. If you own an NFT, the only way people know you really own it is if you publicize that you're the owner of that NFT. Otherwise, it's very difficult to figure out who exactly is the one behind the NFTs that are being minted and who's actually owning them at that time. So in traditional land, if somebody copied a song off the internet, you can trace the IP addresses, you can figure out what was downloaded to, etc., and go after the person or server that is streaming those illegally copied songs. It's not nearly as easy to do that one NFTs because the way the blockchain is set up, it's difficult to the point of almost impossible to figure out who the actual owner is or who minted in a particular NFT. Now, you mentioned OpenSea a few minutes ago, uh, the largest online marketplace for NFTs. They claim any digital unique thing can be bought or sold and, and buying tokens is one thing. But for creators that may be unfamiliar with this new digital experience and rush into it, would you recommend they give consideration to protecting any possible IP they have before they start publishing their work for sale? So the idea with NFTs is a good one. And it gets back to this copy idea in the sense that if I take a digital photo and I put it on my Instagram, it's very easy for somebody to right click and copy that or do another means of copying that photo and then distributing it illegally violating my copyright. The idea of an NFT is that it's easier to have an identification of the owner or at least the number created uh, related to the owner of that NFT and it becomes a unique item that can be bought and sold. Before an artist takes an NFT and tries to tie their art to an NFT to make it easier to sell, they for sure at least get copyright registrations on their works. So if they take a photo, paint a painting, do a drawing, you can file with the copyright office relatively cheaply for a copyright registration. That will set forth in a public record with the United States Copyright Office that you're the owner and the creator of that work. So if somebody else goes and tries to take it, mint their own NFTs or do something else, you at least have the copyright registration to show that it's yours. And if somebody is trying to sell those NFTs, you may be able to interrupt such an auction on OpenSea or otherwise. Now, digital music is another area that's seeing NFT activity. Trey Song sold an NFT album last year. And again, for aspiring artists who are looking to sort of follow that example, 
maybe some thoughts on how mindful they should be about protecting their rights before they do that kind of thing on their own. They should definitely think about whether that's going to be the right move for them. So Trey Songs, for instance, he yes, sold an NFT album, which allowed him to set a certain number of songs or downloads that could happen related to a particular album. So a limited edition of, say, 200 people can only download this and have and own this NFT in this song. So the ones that are supposed to have it. And again, having that uniqueness creates the value behind it because that's where the value is. But the other thing he did is by buying those NFTs, the purchasers got exclusive deals into kind of a VIP club with him and certain access to certain things you may not get otherwise if you don't own one of those NFTs. And that's definitely one of the areas where artists are trying to add more value to just owning the song. You are owning a backstage pass, for instance, or owning something related to the NFT that gets you more same thing with board ape yacht club like we talked about earlier you're not just buying this image of a silly looking ape you're buying part of an ownership of the club and get membership that way so if i were a new artist i'd try to think about whether getting that type of additional access or uniqueness is really what is going to be helpful to you as an artist most younger artists they're trying to get their content widely distributed and heard by more people and it might actually be better for those more junior artists to try to find platforms that allow them to do that as opposed to trying to limit the access to their songs instead like so many things that happen technology there's an initial bubble and people expect it to burst we heard all kinds of stories last year beginning of this year about some of the wild nft transactions two and a half million dollars for jack dorsey's first tweet was one that got a lot of headlines but there is a belief that once this plateaus there is some utility for various uses of nfts do you believe nfts are going to be around for the long haul and something people should be prepared for i think people need to prepare for it you're right there's been kind of a bubble. You know, the Jack Dorsey tweet that sold for $2.5 million is now estimating earlier this year that it was going to sell for $14,000. Over the past couple of weeks, there's been a huge decline in the value of the NFTs on the OpenSea marketplace. But to that end, just last week, also a Board Ape Yacht Club NFT sold for over a million dollars. So there's still value out there. What the value of that one is versus other Board Ape Yacht Clubs, I'm not sure at this point. There is a market there as Web3 continues to develop and people try to link the real world to the artificial or meta world. NFTs will become more and more important. You can own an NFT of your clothing in the meta world, and you can get the same piece of clothing in the real world connected to that NFT. That will be an area that people are exploring now and will continue to be explored. So people should continue to watch it. NFTs are not going to go away, but they're also just not going to have the bubble effect. They're not going to be that many multi-million dollar NFT sales in the near future, but there'll still be some and NFTs will stick around. Our thanks to John Strand for joining us on this episode of IP Talk with Wolf Greenfield. We hope you'll subscribe to our series of conversations related to IP matters on Apple, Google, Amazon, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information on legal matters related to IP, we invite you to visit our website at www.wolfgreenfield.com. Thanks again for joining us on this edition of IP Talk with Wolf Greenfield.